St. Leo 360, a 360 degree overview of the St. Leo University community. Hi there, and welcome to another episode of the St. Leo 360 podcast. This is your host, Greg Lindbergh. On this episode, it's a pleasure to be joined by two esteemed faculty members here at St. Leo University in our criminal justice department. We have Dr. Philip Neely with us, who is a professor and the chair of the Department of Criminal Justice. Dr. Neely, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Glad to be here. Absolutely. And then we're also joined by Dr. Joseph Sillo, who uh, actually likes to be called just Sillo, as I know very well. And uh, Sillo is a an assistant professor and uh, has been uh, here for several years as well. Dr. Sillo, welcome to the podcast. It's a, it's a pleasure and a joy to be here. It really is. Thank you. Sure thing. All right. So I definitely want to delve into both of your backgrounds and then about how you came to St. Leo and the different courses and programs that you teach in. So Dr. Neely, let's start with you. Uh, talk to me about your background in criminal justice prior to getting into higher education. Yes, sir. I was a police officer in the Atlanta metropolitan area for over 25 years. I worked in every area of law enforcement from patrolman, investigator, all the way up to the rank of major at a sheriff's office upon leaving. You know, I love what I do. I love criminal justice. I love the study. I love the field of research and especially involving public policy. One of the things that drove me to St. Leo, I was teaching at the police academy and a guy came up and says, why don't you teach in as an adjunct at the university? I said, well, don't know. Uh, it was funny because uh, he took me over to St. Leo and I ended up begin, begin to teach as an adjunct. And eventually that led to a full-time position. But as far as law enforcement, uh, it's been a very, very exciting career. I still practice law enforcement. I work with police agencies now writing policies. So my background and my research and my dissertation looks at the impact of job-related stressors on excessive force by police officers. So I help agencies write policies and plans for their accreditations to make sure their officers stay out of the legal realm and have the legal understanding of what officers need to be doing and what they should not be doing in the field to protect the organization. I see. Very interesting. And I'm curious, what were some of the big takeaways from your career, uh, you know, prior to getting into higher ed? Well, you know, it's been a long journey in law enforcement. I've been in several shootings. Uh, I've worked uh, as an investigator where I had to investigate my own, working over internal affairs, you know, the police and the police, which is always difficult because you find out things you really didn't believe that was happening when you're working in internal affairs. I think the most critical aspect of my career was having guns pointed at me, trigger pulled at my head, and I'm still alive to talk about it. I've been run over by a car in 93, working in an accident. I'm not paralyzed. Uh, I know people that were hit very minor and they were paralyzed. So I thank God for that. And, you know, just the investigative areas that led me to where I am today is very uh, rewarding to me. Now, I know you are based out of, out of our Atlanta Education <clears throat> Center. And if you could just talk about uh, the center environment, I know we have over 30 education centers around the country. Correct. In seven different states. And, you know, I actually instruct classes out of the Atlanta, Gwinnett, and Morrow Center, but now they combined the uh, Morrow and Marietta Center and made the Atlanta Center. So I instruct classes out of the Atlanta and the Gwinnett Centers, and I mainly teach in the graduate department. I was hired as a graduate professor of criminal justice, and I've been teaching graduate 
assistant Dr. Demon with the DCJ, which is our doctor of criminal justice program for over the last, the doctor of criminal justice over the last two years at the Atlanta Center for the last 12 years, teaching classes, whether in person, online, or by VTT video teaching technology. And the center is really great. It gives our adult learners an opportunity to come back to school and get degrees. Good percentage of my students are current practitioners in the field, meaning they are law enforcement officers. They come to class in full uniform, and I'm able to relate to them because they can't come to a traditional setting. That opportunity to give them the ability to feel comfortable in their learning environment, get their degree, and advance through the program and go on and do great things, like get promoted or move on to the federal level, et cetera. And let's talk about the strength of our criminal justice programs. I know criminal justice is really one of our cornerstone programs here at St. Leo. And uh, we offer associate through the doctoral degrees uh, in this this discipline. Talk to me about how, you know, how do you think our criminal justice programs are perceived and, and viewed? Oh, we're viewed as one of the best programs nationally. You know, St. Leo is ranked nationally. One of the reasons why we put the best people in the right places in our program. We have practitioners that have at least 15 years of supervisor experience in the field before coming to St. Leo, working as an adjunct or full-time faculty. So we vet all of our employees strongly before bringing them on. And once they're here, we train them. We develop them. And we let them know that they are wanted, they are needed, and they are a valuable part of Team CJ. That's what we call it, Team CJ. So every employee that comes in here feel comfortable. They work in a relaxed, free environment. They know they're going to get all the tools and uh, training they need in order to be successful. Right. And I know our faculty, including both of you, are you know certainly very experienced. We have a nice variety of faculty. If you could just kind of talk in general terms about the criminal justice faculty here. Our faculty is great. Uh, right now, next to me, who will be speaking shortly, be my wingman. That's what I'll call him. He follow me up, make sure I'm taking care of. It's Dr. Joseph Sillo. Then the associate chair of the department, which is Dr. Monique Walker-Pickett. You know, you think about her background. It's so diverse. She has a Ph.D. from the University of Miami. She also has a law degree. She's a state certified attorney in the state of Florida, and which is a law degree from the University of Florida. So David Persky, the same. He was a Ph.D. and a J.D., uh, we have multiple faculty with different degrees and certifications. These things would add value to our program. A uh, good example, Dr. Damer, who's been a police officer for over 40 years, and he's still working now as a police officer part-time as he works for the Doctorate Department of Criminal Justice here at St. Leo University, Karen May. She's a lieutenant with Dade City Police Department. She works, up our, she works in our program. So most of our faculty are still in touch they still conduct research. They're still involved in that aspect of criminal justice and research that keeps them tied to the community, tied to their research, tied to what they do to make the learning environment here at the university, online or in the centers, respectable. That's very well said. And talk to me about your teaching style and then also what do you enjoy most about teaching? I like the Socratic method of teaching. I like to get feedback. I like the lecture aspect. I like getting involved with the students, getting down and dirty with them. I like talking about things other people are afraid to talk about in the classroom, race, religion, and politics. Most people don't want to talk about it, but when you're thinking about criminal justice, it's one of the biggest businesses in the world. It's going to incorporate all three, no matter how you look at it, whether you're talking about criminal law, criminal procedure, police administration, or in our capstone classes. The most valuable part of that is listening. It's what we teach our students. 
It's okay to be, you got to be able to communicate, but listening is the key. There are certain things that are going to be said, and if you're not listening, you will miss. So we teach critical thinking. I believe that critical thinking is a strong point of our core syllabi. And also the strength of the faculty that we have with the knowledge, the vast amount of knowledge, their experience, their willingness, their drive to take on more. Like right now, we're doing more with less. And I thank all of my faculty for that. And as far as me, I'm high energy. I believe the class should be engaging. It should be exciting. But in between that, we should also be sharing knowledge. Okay, so if you're sharing knowledge and you're engaging, students will come. Like they say, if you build it, they'll come. Students will come. Some of our faculty have no problem filling classes. I have to stop them. Don't put any more students in your class. A lot of our faculty that way because they are very engaging. Others are monotone. We're working to get them there. Like I said, we are a work in progress. But overall, we have great faculty. They all mimic me. They all mimic the wingman here, Dr. Joseph Sillo. <laughs> and, and, and together, I think we are Batman and Robin. We're the Cape Crusaders of criminal justice here at St. Leo University. Yeah, very well said. Love the energy. And I know you have touched on it as well, but as far as that, you know, the one-on-one support, the availability of our instructors, you know, not only at university campus, but at our education centers and online as well, it's a big selling point for us. And it it sounds like, you know, you really do connect that one-on-one with your students. Oh, yeah. If you think about it, all of my students have my cell phone number. I give them the hours they can contact me. They know when to call and what to call and what to talk about. Don't call for personal business, school-related, or things of that nature. If you go around the campus on a daily basis and look at all the instructors doing office hours, students are all out in the hallway trying to get in to talk to the professors because they believe in the students. They help these students understand not only just the educational environments, but the core values of the university as a community, listening to their problems. A lot of these students got problems that if the professors didn't care, the students probably wouldn't stay in school. So they have to listen to these problems and help guide them through these problems. And that's what our professors do here at St. Leo University, including myself. I'm always available. Students call me, parents call me, and I make sure I respond to them immediately. Most people say within 24 hours. I try to say within immediately. If I miss the call, I get back within an hour, an email back within two hours. That's what we do. We want to be responsive to our students, to our parents, to this community, to make sure that we're doing everything possible, everything everything possible to assure our students they have a positive learning environment and we care. Very well said. All right. So Silo, on to you now. Uh, First off, talk to me about why I have to take a deep breath after that. (laughs) I don't know what there is left to say. He has said it so perfectly. Very succinct. Love the energy, everything. I'm curious, Silo, why do you prefer to be called Silo rather than say Dr. Silo? You know, it's a personal choice that goes back to my days in law school. When we were called on by our professors, they didn't say, Mr. Sillo. If you were called on by a professor, he just yelled out, Sillo. And from there, it took a life of its own. In the law firm, I was lucky enough to be mentored by one of the two true geniuses in my life. And Ed Arnett used to say, where's Sillo? I got to talk to Sillo. <laughs> So it's just followed me and it's comfortable. I believe it's a sign of respect from those that understand that, you know, I am Sillo. And I look at it like this, Greg, with humor. Madonna was Madonna. Prince was Prince. I'm Sillo. 
in the classroom, it's my show. I believe we bring energy to our classrooms. And I say to Neely all the time and to you, the university environment should be an amusement park of learning. And I think that when they say silo, it adds to that familiar tone of what could be a very tedious experience called school. And I know, you know, myself included when I was a student in college, you know, sometimes you might be a little hesitant to approach your professor for whatever reason. And I think it really does bring it, you know, to a different level when you have that type of communication. Now, I know you mentioned uh, law school and then working as an attorney. Talk to me about your career prior to getting into teaching. You want the good days or the bad days? <laughs> uh, hey, you know, both. Yeah, you have both. Oh, yeah. You don't get to be where Dr. Neely, myself, and the other faculty members are without owning that you have some bad days. That's called experience. And if you look at all your experiences, good and bad, it leads you down one road called wisdom. And if you can share that with your students, they get the benefit of hearing about a mistake perhaps before they make it. And they know that there's life after the university. So how did I get here? By airplane. I flew into Miami, went to the University of Miami for undergraduate. I did my graduate work at the University of Paris in France. From there, I went to Cal Western in San Diego for law school. And after that, I practiced law at Arnett Hatton. And years later, the firm morphed into a much different animal, and it was merged, if not purchased, by a much larger firm. Partners were bought out, and we saw a different world. The door was open for us to leave. I agreed to do appellate work, and to this day, I still write appellate briefs, and I am available to the law firms across the country, if they're looking for an appellate brief on heinous criminal defense, I'm not much interested in anything that doesn't spark heinous criminal events. So I still do that. I was retired. I was in private industry for 10, 12, 14 years. And I got a call, would you be interested in being an adjunct? Well, at first I said, okay, but it wasn't St. Leo. It was Hillsborough Community College. And I taught there for two or three years. And the phone rang again, and it was St. Leo University. And they said, would you be interested in being an adjunct? And yeah, I'm interested. We're practitioners. We have all of this knowledge. And what are we going to do with it if we just play golf and go home? I can still tell you that my brain is alive, and I have a lot to share with my students. I, I welcome them in my office and in my classroom. They should hear everything. They should smell it, taste it, and take their e-ticket ticket attraction and join me for the ride. And that's what I try to do. Very nice. And I will say I did have a chance to sit in on one of your classes on serial killers, spree killers, and mass murderers. And I really could sense, you know, just the... Like you said, the amusement park of learning and, and how these students really had to deal with such a such a challenging and difficult subject to most and were able to achieve that through the way that you handle that type of class. Well, I, I took something from my chair. Dr. Neely casually one day said to me, before I was even teaching the 
the serial killer class. He said, Cillo, we've got to get these students comfortable with being uncomfortable. I have never forgotten those words. I tell my class at the end of each semester, I hope you've learned to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. Dr. Neely was in my class and I said, and the author of those words is standing in the back of our classroom today. I will never forget the day he said that to me. And I have taken it into my, my Supreme Court class, my serial killer class, my substantive criminal law class. We're, the world around you is not always gonna be comfortable. You gotta be able to think outside the box, critically thinking, not pausing with an ah or an um, be better than the person that's speaking next to you and have the knowledge necessary to make your point. So yeah, that's what I do. I make them comfortable with being uncomfortable. It's my mission. Now, I know uh, Dr. Neely did touch on the graduate programs of the master's and the DCJ, and I know you do teach uh, some courses in those as well. Could you kind of talk about those graduate programs and maybe what makes them different from others out there? What makes our graduate program different is a gentleman by the name of Dr. Robert Deemer. Without Dr. Deemer, I'm not sure our graduate program would have grown into the nationally known department that it is. So give all that credit to Dr. Deemer. What do I teach? I'm low on that food chain. I teach a really interesting class called <coughs> Constitutional Issues. If there's anything Silo is interested in, more than even serial killers, it would be the Supreme Court of the United States, SCOTUS, the most powerful branch of our government. He's given me a chance to teach constitutional issues at the graduate level. And there's nothing better than to discuss with graduate students what it is that SCOTUS has determined to be constitutional and to apply it to criminal justice. All of a sudden, the lights in your house go on and you understand, oh my, that's exactly why the Fourth Amendment doesn't say unlawful. It says it prohibits unreasonable search and seizure. The lights go on and you understand how we arrived there. And to me, there is nothing better than discussing that. Very well said. I did want to bring up uh, the relationship, the strong relationship that St. Leo has with the Pasco Sheriff's Office. And uh, perhaps both of you could touch on this. What, uh, how would you kind of describe that relationship and how has that benefited many of our students? It's been a great relationship and students have benefited greatly from that relationship. One, we have the management leadership education program with the Pasco Sheriff's Office led by Dr. Robert Deemer. That's a great program. Like now, the state attorney general of Florida is here at St. Leo in our boardrooms presenting on the opioid conference. So they're talking about how to prevent opioid use and how to challenge that. That's a great thing, you know, to have them on our campus, to have them here partnering with St. Leo University shows that we are tied into our community and they're tied into us. Another thing we run is our management, command officer management program with the Pasco County Sheriff's Office. One of the benefits to them, their employees go through our program. They don't have to lose a lot of time from work. They can either get their bachelor's or master's degrees, and that's a benefit to them. We bring it to their location. We teach at the Pasco County Jail. Dr. Sillo actually teaches classes there in their training room. 
Dr. Sullivan teaches classes there. I've taught classes there through the Command Officer Management Program. So it's a great partnership that helps not only the Pasco Sheriff's Office, but the students here at St. Leo University, and also the community itself. Another good benefit is our CPI program led by Dr. Joseph Sillo through Ken Killian, who's the director over there. You know, we get students jobs. We put them in there through field placements. And when they leave here, they leave the university with a career. I'm sorry, not a job, a career. Say the right words, Philip. They leave here with a career. So you're thinking, you're thinking about a 22, 23-year-old graduating with a college degree, thinking about what I'm going to do now that I've graduated, right? What you're going to do? You go see Sillo. And through Sillo, you get put in field placement. Through field placement with the Pasco County Sheriff's Office, we have multiple areas we put them into. Patrol, investigations, CPI, which is Child Protective Investigation. And most of them leave the university with a career. Their parents can't ask for anymore. Their child, son, or daughter has come here, got a four-year degree from an accredited university, and gone on into a career upon graduation. That's what the parents, that's what the Pasco County Sheriff's Office, that's what the community, that's what every professor here at the university strive for. And Silo, anything to add to that? Not much, but let me add this. Our field placement program at St. Leo University will stand up to any program in the nation. As of today, we have 67 agencies across the United States, federal, state, and county, that our students can interview for three, six, nine, or 12 credits per semester. If they are willing to take the time to do a field placement. Imagine graduating with your bachelor's in criminal justice, but your certificate of completion in field placement. If you're interviewing for a career anywhere after college and you're up against people who don't have the same credential you have, who is the, who are they going to hire? The person who has the degree or the person that has the degree and the completion of field placement. We firmly believe that field placement is an essential part of our educational institution. And let me end with this. This semester, the spring semester coming up, we have 46 students participating in field placement. That will go from January and then through the summer, and that will grow in summer numbers after we return from winter break. How can you offer a better education to a group of young students than to actually be working in the field with the agencies that are training them? Yeah, it really is unbeatable, that that package, that type of resume. Uh, just a few other things. Silo, uh, I did want to ask you about uh, some book projects that you've been involved in recently. If you could talk about those a little bit. I can. I, I can tell you this, I've just completed a book called The Killings of Sam. It's about Sam Berkowitz, the son of Sam. Can't do it without my chair. My chair has been the person that I can rely on to read the manuscripts of everything I write. Because sometimes you don't see the trees because of the forest. He reads everything. He sends back his comments. The book wouldn't be what it is today if it was not for a team. And I got to tell you, between him and one or two other professors in our department, the book has become sought after. It will be released in January. It will be available at Amazon. It will be available on Prime. It has been picked up by the Oxygen Channel. 
it'll, from what I understand, it'll be aired March or April. And I guess the most important <clears throat> part of it is the cover of the book itself says St. Leo University. And we can't do any more for this university than to give them the credit for the opportunity to write this book. That's a great book, Dr. Sillo, but I want to talk about another book you got out there that's getting national notoriety, even from other universities calling you on it. It's called The Serial Killers. Can you talk about that just a little bit, please, sir? If you like. The second book that not many people knew about until that moment, Dr. Neely, is Serial Killers, an American Obsession. It has already been picked up by a publisher. It will be available as a sequel, and it will come out in the fall of 2020. And from what I understand, I more than understand, I've been asked to make it a five-book series. And I can only say this to all of you. It's a topic that seems to captivate our students, our faculty, and the rest of the country. And I want to make it clear. St. Leo University gave me that platform. That platform came, as you know, Greg, right from an article you wrote on the alumni network. But they found your article online, and then they began to contact me, and they actually bid for the right to publish the book. I can only say thank you to St. Leo, and really thank you to you. And you look across this desk, I can't do any of this without the guidance and the permission of my chair. So think of the synergy we have at St. Leo University in the Department of Criminal Justice. Every one of us talks to the other about these projects. This is an honor, a privilege to be here. Let me end with this. Do you realize that Neely and Sillo and the rest of the department are training the future generations of this nation? We have a tremendous impact on what this nation will become. And I believe we take it seriously. Very well said. And I do want to wrap up here just on one last uh, question. Uh, let's say there is somebody out there listening to this, you know, considering St. Leo University for either an undergrad or a grad degree in criminal justice. And I'd like to, uh, both of you to answer this. What would you tell that individual? Why should they attend St. Leo? Why should they attend St. Leo? Haven't we been talking about that for the last 30 or 40 minutes? I'll tell you this. If you're interested in St. Leo, pick up the phone. By the time we're done talking, you won't even doubt your reason for coming to St. Leo. St. Leo truly is an amusement park of learning. It really is. And if you're in the centers, I speak from the campus and centers and online, St. Leo provides practitioners teaching classes. So it's different when you got a, an attorney teaching a class that talking about things that they have already done or experienced, a police officer, commanders, FBI agents. We have FBI agents, DEA agents, police officers from all different ranks working in our organization. So we have caring faculty. We have professionals in the classroom, practitioners who believe in what they do, who's energetic and sincere about helping you get to where you want to go. Come to St. Leo. We're for you. And as always, go Lions. All right. Well, Dr. Neely, Dr. Sillo, really appreciate the time. And I hope everyone out there has uh, found this conversation informative. So I really thank both of you for joining us here on the St. Leo 360 podcast. Thank you. I just want to say 
get lion ready and thank you for having me to hear more episodes of the saint leo 360 podcast visit saintleo.edu forward slash podcast to learn more about saint leo's programs and services call 877-622-2009 or visit saintleo.edu Thank you.